Today we have Mr. Pedro Aguirre, a social entrepreneur that wants to make the world a better place. His purpose in life is to create an indelible impact in the world, starting from the organizations that he works with. By focusing on business and partnership development through innovation and creativity, Pedro aims to impact both organizations and youth alike. From coordinating Isaac's expansion to Rwanda, to co-founding a social enterprise in Singapore called Make the Change, Pedro definitely has a lot of experiences and stories to share. So hi, Pedro. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. So, Pedro, could you tell us more about your Isaac experience? Where did you start and what was your last role? Mm. So I joined Isaac in 2000, no, 1996, oh, many years already. So, but I joined in my local community in Mexico. So since I was there, I was always wanting to travel and go experiences. So the first thing I did was that I did a seat. Even I joined for one week, then I joined to do a seat. I did a seat in Seattle. So I, even without knowing anything about Isaac, I just went there and learned. So I learned everything in the US. So after that, I got in love with the organization. So then I went back to Mexico. I finished my, my university. And then at the same time, I was also getting involved in the Isaac Mexico. But I, wanted, I didn't want to stay in Mexico for long. So then I went to study in Germany for one year. So then when I was in Germany, I joined Isaac Germany. So I was doing uh, many events. I was, oh, I, I think I was facilitator of all the uh, Isaac in Germany conference for the whole year. So I was always going there, being in the OC or interacting with the delegates. So, um, because I was, I could not be an official um, like, um, member of Isaac in Germany because I was Mexican and I was still studying in Mexico. So, but at that time I was traveling all around. I went to many conferences. I went to uh, seminars. I went to the Euro Expo, uh, Euro Juvena conference, so, so many events. So I, was, I built my network of, of very international friends. So then well, at the time when I finished university, it was time to, okay, let's time to find a job. So then either I was, my option was to stay in Mexico and work there or other option was to go to uh, do a work in Isaac. So I applied for many international MCs. So, but my real, my passion and my, the country I really wanted to be in MC what is uh, Isaac in Belgium. So I, I applied to Isaac in Belgium and I was uh, selected. So then after that, I moved to Brussels. So I was living in Brussels for, officially it was only one year for my term, but I love it so much. So that I decided to stay another year. So I applied for two times uh, MC. So my first MC year was, I was MCVP Talent Management. And the second year was uh, BP Exchange. And basically the, the, the main reason why I wanted to stay for another year is because we were doing many interesting things. And also one of my teammates uh, wanted to apply again for, apply for MCP. So then we said, okay, I will, why don't we stay together? And then we continue doing awesome things. And that's why we started uh, the expansion for Isaac in Rwanda. So we're also uh, working very closely with our African, African uh, network. Rwanda used to be a, a colony from Belgium. So then we wanted to give back. So then together with Isaac in Kenya, we helped uh, open the whole Rwanda. So it was very interesting. So I was, I went to the Euro, I know Africa, XLDS. So going there, I went to Cameroon, I went to South Africa. So it's very interesting to see how Isaac globally is. So, in total, I think my Isaac terms, I did around 
eight or nine years. So I was a very long member. And then uh, once I finished everything, then I decided to, uh, I did an internship in Belgium since I, I, I work in finance. So I finished working um, uh, my ISEC term. Then I said, okay, okay, let's try and experience working in finance. But it was very boring. So then after that, I decided, okay, I want to move to Asia. So that's why I ended up in Singapore. So my last ISEC experience uh, was, it was actually in Singapore. So it was my, the L LDS conference that was facilitator there. So it was like my last I say conference. So it's a big journey, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So um, you mentioned that you wanted to give back to Rwanda. So that's why you started the expansion to Rwanda. Mm. Um, but I think for context, right? Not a lot of us know how expansions work. Like the members don't really know how expansions work. So how mm. was the experience of coordinating that expansion to Rwanda? Like how, why did it start and how did it go? Mm. So at that time was one of the priorities for ISEC International, I think that year was expansion. Mm. So they really expanded to many places. I think Vietnam, Cambodia, all these things, all these countries were open at the same time. So then um, what we did is that uh, we were in IC in Poland, and then in IC in Poland, we met the president of ISEC in Kenya. So ISEC Kenya, they have the people, they have the resources because they're neighboring to Rwanda. So they said, okay, why don't we do an expansion together? Because normally an expansion is done by one country that is neighboring each other, like uh, India was expanding, Pakistan expanded from India. So it's always the neighboring countries. So at that time, they said, okay, why don't we try something new? So ISEC in Kenya will put the people, so we'll bring uh, Kenyan members will move to Rwanda and do the, the whole expansion. Isaac in Belgium will come with the knowledge and also the funding. So that's more or less how we work. So uh, it takes a lot of time, especially uh, dealing with government because for the visa, all these things is uh, very complicated. So it took more or less around one year and a half for the expansion of to be achieved. Uh, ups and downs can be sometimes frustrations because you work with a lot with different cultures and sometimes people might not, you assume that they will do something, but they never do. And also sometimes people ask for more money, like our partner in Kenya, sometimes they, oh, you need to give us more money to fund this or this conference. So also in Belgium, we're accountable to our board of advisors. So our board of advisors, they're also very, at the beginning, they support the idea, but once you're stand, spending a lot of money, they will ask you, okay, why is all this money going? Where are the returns that we're doing? So that's uh, an interesting process, but at the end of the day, we can see that Rwanda is still working, it's still uh, open, so it's very happy to see that everything is going well. That's very nice. Uh, one fun fact, I actually met the president of Isaac in Rwanda when I was in IPM. Uh, oh. They're in Russia and yeah, they're doing great right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as you mentioned, your Isaac experience overall encompassed like eight to nine years, right? It's a very mm -hmm. long time. Um, how do you think your Isaac experience of such a long time connect to your current role today? So far, I think the best experience in my life because it really, I'm here because of Isaac. So I remember in the orientation day when I joined Isaac, so there was this, uh, guy that it was from Finland, so he came to Mexico. They did make the presentation, all the stuff, and then you see this crazy guy like talking nonsense, and and then you see people dancing, and that's okay. Why I'm dancing? I don't want to dance. Also, I want to stay in the corner behind and don't talk to me. It's a waste of time joining this session. But I think once you get the values and understand how 
how you everybody is trying to make this world a better place that it's match my with my personal vision also that I want to help make this world a better place so then you you really make an impact in the society so that's so that's why I say helps a lot and also helps a lot in the soft skills because yes at the beginning I remember I was very shy like oh you want to ask a question please don't ask me I want to be quiet in the corner there don't please I don't want to talk in public and now then you're there in front of speaking to the whole plenary I remember one of my one of the ICs so I was I think I in India they were giving an award to in the alumni session for an alumni from Mexico so so they were trying to link the, their stories like oh this alumni from Mexico is doing this, this, this thing. And then they want, a, they want a normal member to introduce this member. So that was there introducing the Mexican alumni. So I was like, wow, speaking to almost 2,000 people here. So, and yeah, that helps a lot. And also another interesting thing is that it helped in the project management. So I think something that we learned in ISEC is a project management. And we try to innovate because we always build our own resources because we'll have so many things so every time even in a conference sometimes uh, i remember one time we were running a session and then there was no electricity that, that happened in africa in afro xlds so for the first three days there was no electricity <laughs> so there was a problem with the location and then the no electricity so it was really like old school the blackboard so it was really like uh okay what's happening but the good thing is that you learn and innovate. And also there was no hot water. So okay, I like got hot shower in cold showers. And so all these skills that maybe now you laugh about it, but it really helps in your work life. Because now, especially working in a social enterprise, is also we have so many resources. So every time we're trying to innovate and find new ways to do things. So I think all these skills you get it in ISEC. That's good. So you mentioned about social enterprises and now you started your own social enterprise as well. So I'll lead to the next question. So I believe a lot of Isaacers in Singapore have a interest in social enterprises actually. Um, so could you briefly mm. describe what a social enterprise is and what made you decide to set up your business in this format? Mm. So social enterprises are basically, uh, it's the same as a business. So we're trying to make profit but at the same time you're also trying to help community so that's something that really it, it links to my personal vision again like make this world a better place because yes you can work in a bank make a lot of money but what's the satisfaction that you have there so i think that's why social enterprises it's very attractive especially also for isaacers because all of us want to make a difference and how to make it is by doing a business so you can make money and also do good to community so that's uh, one of the things that that I really enjoy. But the problem that I see is that many people want to start something. So everybody wants to be a social entrepreneur. I want to finish my school, then I will start my own social enterprise. And they assume it's very easy, but it's even harder than normal running a normal business. Because a normal business, yes, you need to make profit, be sustainable, and that's all. For social enterprises, you need to make profit, be sustainable, and then also make an impact. So that's why it takes longer and it's, uh, it's harder than, than running a business. So also, Everybody wants to start something. So uh, the best way is to collaborate or work with existing social enterprises. So that's also something that can help grow the industry. Because for example, when we started making the change, we were only we were the, one of the first agencies doing creative services, supporting NGOs and social enterprises. 
Now, I think if you check there, there are around 10, 15 organizations doing exactly the same. So we're competing against each other, especially Singapore is so small that, that instead of competing against each other, why don't we come together and then collaborate or do something that can make a bigger impact and help the society in large. So that's something that, that hopefully the whole ecosystem will evolve and help. I see. Um, so maybe there's also a lot of young people that want to go into social enterprise, right? And just now you've briefly touched on it as well. So how would you describe Singapore's current social enterprise ecosystem just to give them a bit of context for them to prepare if they want to come into this industry? Mm. So I think we're very blessed to be in Singapore and the government is really having a lot of funding and support for social enterprises. So there is this organization called RACE. So all the social enterprises in Singapore are recognized by RACE and then they will help and create a different resources and funding to, to start your own business. But the problem is that they are, Singapore is so small. So yes, there are many social needs, but sometimes now there are so many social enterprises competing against each other. So the impact is uh, a bit diluted, but also important is that um, people still, community in large, they still think that social enterprises are not so good. The quality is not there and their price should be cheaper. So sometimes it's a bit hard to compete to, for example, I'm running a cafe. And if maybe the cafe is run by um, uh, ex-convicts, so then some people will really go and there because yes, I want to support the ex-convicts and all these things. But I think majority of the population will say, oh, ex-convicts, I don't want to go, I'm afraid. So that's something that the mindset needs to change, but it's starting slowly to change. So that's why uh, race, is creating many events like they had this festival for good so to create awareness for people showcasing different social enterprises doing good but i think in, in large the community needs to change and to to think so it's a, i think it's a very interesting field to join especially there's so many things happening so and and the good thing is that you're really impacting and helping society so that's a very useful that is very aligned to the isaac passion and isaac values mm. Okay, so to wrap up the interview, my last question would be, what words of advice would you then give our current Isaac members, given that they're currently in Isaac, when it comes to creating the change that they want to see? I think that my best advice is that, um, I think enjoy, enjoy and don't be afraid. So for enjoy, what I mean is that, yes, you're in Isaac and sometimes you might think or you can see that oh these people is crazy or i don't want to join this activity or my lc is having so many meetings i don't want to join i'm bored already so or for example another thing we do is that isaac drink so there's this isaac drink or gatherings i said oh, i don't want to go i need to study or so my advice is that enjoy because this time is very limited all this craziness that you can do is only for this period of time so really enjoy the time that you're together and and Enjoy the, the, the time that you're a member of Isaac because it's very limited and goes very, very fast. And always, you will always be remembering all these crazy times that, oh, I was doing this, traveling around the world and, and, and experiencing so many different things. So that's one, enjoy. And the other one is don't be afraid because if I remember the first time when I joined Isaac, yes, I was afraid because I see this crazy guy dancing and so many weird people doing dancing. Like, oh, why are they dancing? And... But I remember, like, uh, after seeing all these things, and one of my most meaningful Isaac moments was in IC in Serbia. So I think 
2000, I forgot the year. So Aztec Serbia, so Aztec Serbia is very, used to be, it's a, it was a very big event for them because the whole country was in war and it was the first time that so many youth opened for international. And even you were there, there was like, you can see buildings that were bombed and they never rebuilt. So it's very eye-opening. So they had the global village in the, in the market. So a lot of town people, all everyone open to general public. So everybody was there. So the people come and interact. And then they start playing uh, Isaac songs. So you can see everybody run to the stage and start dancing. And then I was there and then I see uh, African, a guy from Africa dancing, uh, Asian dancing. So everybody coming together and they said, like, wow. It's the first time I hit me that wow, this is really a global movement and it's really impacting. So, yeah, if I was afraid, then I would just stay in Mexico and say, oh, I don't want to join this organization. So by not being afraid, you're able to explore. And many times there are many uncertainties that we can see like, oh, even job or finishing school. Like, oh, I'm finishing now. I don't know what to do. Now, especially there is, uh, you cannot travel anymore <laughs> for a while. So all these uncertainties, but you, we just don't be afraid and try to do something with the opportunities. That everything happened for a reason. And, and whatever is there is going to happen. Uh, and everything's going to end up for well. So that's my advice. Thank you. I think that's very good advice for our members as well. Like just mm -hmm. in general, right? Like not to be afraid. Um, so that ends our alumni podcast. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you.